You know, guys, on my show, I often talk with researchers, with other podcasters, with experiencers, sometimes with authors, all of them people within this field who have been interested in this shit all their lives and consistently talk about this stuff every single day. But the para-weird community has a certain gatekeeping problem. We never ask the outsiders their opinions. So I decided, hey, I want to talk more with outsiders, ask them what they think about this whole para-weird nonsense. And for today, I decided to sit down and chat with my buddy Aaron, who hosts I Had To Say It podcast, because he has a lot of stuff to say. To be fair, I had him on the show because I know he likes to ramble a lot, and there's nothing easier than just, you know, sitting down and having somebody generate content for you. I oftentimes say that he is an average Joe, but when I sat down to talk with him, I realized he is not so average. He actually left me quite perplexed and pondering over various different things that were brought up, but... Eventually, we went pretty conspiratorial as well. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. I mean, what else do you expect when talking with average Joes who have a lot to say? Okay, Aaron. Long time no see, man. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, um, I was thinking to do an episode with just an average Joe, because when I think of an average Joe, the first person I think about is you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually referred to you uh, before on my show as just an average Joe with a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty pretty accurate. I, I cannot uh, contest the validity of that sentiment. <laughs> so for the listeners, can you introduce yourself and tell them what kind of podcast you do? Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Aaron. I am the host of a podcast called I Had to Say It, which is literally just me venting about whatever happens to be on my mind at the time. Uh, it could be anything from bad drivers, stupid trends. Uh, I went off on cancel culture a whole lot because I think cancel culture is mental weakness, things like that. And then I've got filler episodes where if I didn't have anything that was particularly bothering me. I've had ones where I've talked about cooking. I've talked about things you need to think about when you're moving into your first apartment or what, like if you're my age, when you're trying to move your kid into their first apartment and all the things you're not going to think of that should probably be something you address, you know, just a mm. uh, little random things I think might be useful <laughs> if I don't have anything to rant about. I haven't listened to your show in a year now. And now I was like, okay, I'm going to have Aaron on. I'm going to check out his show. I checked out the last three episodes as of the time we're recording this. And you really went down the deep end of political stuff, man. <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh, I'll admit I, I I never really intended for the show to be political other than, you know, maybe little dribs and drabs. Uh -huh. And it really went that way for a while. But I'm trying to pull it back now. <laughs> I'm try <laughs> trying to get it back into what I originally intended, because something I was thinking about is without a focus or without an orientation, it kind of got out of my own out of my own control where it was like, I can't believe every single episode I have to I where I record, I'm bitching about political stuff. <laughs> and it's kind of pointless because, I mean, yeah, I have my opinions. It's and that's all well and good. And other pe some people like them, some people don't. Some people think I'm a complete idiot. Some people think I have really good points. But at the end of the day, I don't have the reach where it's like I'm going to go out and all of a sudden everybody's going to go, "Hey, you know what? You're right. This is stupid." So mm -hmm. why am I letting this completely monopolize my life? And why am I letting this stuff make me miserable? So like I guess I'm trying to pull the reins back. <laughs> I think it's very important, as you told me a few times, you are doing your podcast as kind of therapy. So you're ranting on the mic for yourself just to get things off your chest for, for good or for bad. <laughs> Sometimes you like in the last episodes, you, you really like shitting on the president or you like to say how liberals are lefties. And I'm like, uh, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. I used to be considered very liberal by the standards of the time. Mm -hmm. And my beliefs really haven't changed over the years. It just seems like they're moving the bar farther and farther. Oh, yeah, it does seem like that. Like, I can remember, you know, George Carlin. Yeah, I, I love George Carlin. Yes, he, he used to advocate, you know, free speech and, and using bad words and not being very PC. And now, like, George Carlin would be considered a radical right-winger or something because now uh, PC culture is more left-leaning. 
Yeah, uh, it's it's very it's it's a very noticeable shift in attitude about it. I mean, it, there was a time when being left leaning meant you were all for free speech and being able to speak your mind and speak your peace and say your truths. And now it's yeah, they say they want you to speak your truth, but only as long as you're validating someone else's beliefs. Mm. And if you disagree with somebody, then that's when the whole you know we need to cancel this person. They're not allowed to say that. They're not allowed to think that because it bothers me. And uh, the whole cancel culture thing is an extremely selfish mindset, which is why I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you and I. The- Though we may not agree on political stuff, you and I have some commonality because we uh, both really, really hate people who get so offended over minuscule shit. Yeah. And my, my whole show is like pushing the bar, pushing the, these people to the limits, uh, getting people offended, but about Bigfoot and aliens and UFOs, you know, um, I don't <laughs> go into the political stuff. So when I was listening to your show now, I was like, oh man, what am I getting myself into? And then I realized I actually had you on my show before, uh, <laughs> you know, when I did the Darwin's Deviations episode with you, yeah, uh, where you portrayed like uh, a DMT entity, higher being telling me like a philosophy of life, but actually telling me shit I already know. <laughs> and P- then, pretty much. I mean, yeah, I, I did a clip show of that. And now your voice is on my new show again, you know, so I'm yep. like, man, I already fucked myself. So might as well proceed with this episode. <laughs> And and for listeners, the point of this episode, why I want to have Aaron on is because I oftentimes talk with researchers, I talk with experiencers, believers and skeptics and other podcasters in the paranormal community who are way deep into this shit. But I want to kind of sit down and talk with outsiders and with average Joes and ask people who are not into these communities what they think about all this stuff. And you are a guy who just likes to ramble a lot. So I'm, hey, I can have you on and you're going to generate content for me. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. I uh, I will go on at length, ad nauseum, if you will, about pretty much anything. So, <laughs> so uh, we were talking off air. Like, I was expecting you to tell me, oh, I don't believe in any of this paranormal mumbo jumbo. But you told me you actually have some kind of beliefs in this stuff. So can you elaborate on that? Um, I do. Uh, they're not, honestly, they're not the most super well-defined beliefs. I'm very open to possibility, but I don't necessarily think that it's kind of like, I believe certain aspects of things I are more like manifestations of the collective consciousness more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But part of my part of my personal philosophy is I do believe to a certain extent, not necessarily, I'm not sure people want to call them souls or existence or, you know, your, your chi, your karma, your whatever. But I do believe we are, whether it's biochemical or something we haven't got the right science to figure out yet, I do believe there's more to us than just, you know, being a walking sack of meat. I think it's, and, you know, part of it is kind of like if you look in, and you being a, a biology type guy, mm-hmm. um, you get, and I, you've talked about it before, and I'm like listening, going, yeah, I, that's how I feel about it too. Like how we look at the micro, microbiological world and, you know, individual cells coming together, working together to create a more complex thing. I think a lot of that could apply to where it starts tying into like society and the overarching grander, you know, species and existence. Yeah. It's all, it's all in a way community and symbiosis. Yeah. That, that actually says it much more clearly than what I'm trying to spit out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And dude, like I dedicated my whole show to the Gaia hypothesis and symbiosis and that stuff. So uh, obviously, but I am very glad to hear that from you because you're, you're definitely not into this stuff. You're definitely not a biology guy so you're you're surprising me now <laughs> well that, that that's uh, that's good I, I'm, I'm glad i'm actually still able to surprise people at this point huh interesting uh, so are you religious at all uh that's a hard one actually i'm not religious or i i like I said, I do kind of believe we are more than just what we can perceive. I think that's due more to our own personal limitations. Would you then consider yourself spiritual? More more spiritual, I would say. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm very open to the idea that there's more out there than what we can understand. I think it's it's very much, I, I think a lot of the phenomena that people come across, whether it be spirits or aliens or, you know, astral projection, all these other things, I do think a lot of that has to do with our limited ability to perceive things. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, you're mentioning the A word, <laughs> aliens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you believe that people who claim to see aliens are seeing aliens or is it another thing? Um, I mean, I, I, it's, it's kind of a a two, I, I kind of contradict my own beliefs on this because I think it would be really arrogant to assume this is the only planet in the entire universe that could support and create and foster life mm-hmm. and that life would only evolve in a way to achieve consciousness here where so I'm 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 very convinced that life exists elsewhere in the universe. Now if are they coming down here and kidnapping people from the trailer park to stick things up their butts? I 
you know, I'm, I'm a lot more skeptical about that aspect of things, <laughs> but is it possible? That I, I mean, I'm, I'm more think in terms of like multidimensional things possibly where there's a little, where there's cases of overlap or overlay huh? or even, and again, I think that's possible, the possibility where kind of like, you know, species can evolve different traits and over the course of their evolution, they can gain and lose functionality. Things like, why do we still have appendixes? At one, at one point they served a purpose. Now they get in, in, infected and swell in your body and kill you. So, <laughs> but I think when it comes to certain like abilities to perceive things, maybe we lost an ability to be slightly more perceptive in certain ways, or maybe we're evolving towards being more perceptive. And that's why some people are more sensitive. Some people are less sensitive. Some people don't see things. So other people do notice things that are maybe they're there, but at a wavelength we can't necessarily dial into or the average person can't. Okay. Have you ever read any kind of UFO books or anything on the topic? Because what you're saying now is very, very Keelian, and I'm thinking, how did you get to these ideas, super spectrum and and interdimensionality and all that stuff? Um, when I was a younger man and uh, I had more time on my hands, I was I was a very voracious reader up into my late twenties. I read all kinds of stuff. I read philosophical tomes. I read ancient literature. I read I uh, read Communion when I was in high school. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've read Encounter books. I've read a lot of like theoretical stuff, quantum physics books, and things about potential like multiverse things. I just, I found it really interesting. One of, one of the more interesting things I actually, I can't remember the author at the moment, but there was a, uh, a book I read where the entire theory was the universe is kind of like conical and everything start starts from an, an origin point, which would be the, like the big bang. And it's all expanding out from there. And it, like reality is kind of layered in cones coming out from the central point of it where everything condensed onto a singularity and then exploded back out. And where you get like wormholes and black holes and gray holes and white holes are the points where there's contact between those universes kind of balancing to keep things <laughs> keep things organized <laughs> that you know gave me a lot of food for thought and some of the stuff is just kind of me going well you know kind of makes sense <laughs> and i and uh yeah i mean it's dude I, I i i never would have expected this from you because we've known each other like i don't know almost two years now online uh we were in the same chat group with a few people i had on this show as well and uh we we were just random podcasters of various different topics just you know helping with engagement and whatnot and your show was always just you know rambling about life stuff uh or or politics or stuff like that you never went into this kind of stuff (laughs) yeah not really um that's because this is just stuff that i think about it's not stuff that's because kind of like you said my show is therapy for me so this is not stuff that bothers me this is stuff i'm all over over in, in, you know, when I'm sitting on the couch drinking a cup of tea at the end of the day, this is not something where I feel like if I don't go out and yell about it, I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, oh, uh, man. yeah, so it just never really came up. <laughs> I was expecting like us to kind of shit talk UFO people or cryptid people here. And you're like changing the course of the episode, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is good. Like, this is why I want to sit down and talk with just average Joes. Like, even people you do not expect to have any kind of opinions about this stuff have Keelian opinions of interdimensionality and super spectrums and maybe some people being able to see things others not and stuff like that. Wow. I mean, that's the stuff that we talk about in these circles. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do appreciate it. Now, on the other hand, if you really want to shit talk some people, I'm more than happy to talk about a bunch of the, uh, like, the, I don't really want to say necessarily only the cryptozoology people. But like, uh-huh. there's way too many people that are just wait. I mean, way, way too convinced. That like, oh no, this is some huge conspiracy that we're hiding this from everybody. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm willing to whether it's you know Yetis, Bigfoots, Skunk Ape, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Rugarus, so, whatever. So you're, it is you you're talking about cryptid people, like yeah, cryptid the people. <laughs> the conspiracy guys who say that the government is hiding Bigfoots. Yes, and I, I mean, there would have to be some really compelling reason, like Bigfoot is you know craps uranium or something, before mm-hmm. the government is going to make an active effort to hide something in the woods. But still, let it have the freedom to be out in the woods doing its own thing. Also, like, what benefit does the government have from that? Ex- ex- exactly. Uh, they 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 couldn't even hide away the Tuskegee experiments or MK Ultra. So why should they be able to hide a smelly ape in the forest that they have nothing to gain from? Yeah, and I mean, I'm all for having a fun hobby and doing things just for the sake of enjoying doing them. But on the other hand, when you're going to be out there on forums talking about how the government's you know out to hide Bigfoot for whatever reason, because but you were out there drunk on a Tuesday night drinking a case of PBR and you happen to see it, but you only got a quick shot off. So you missed them. And how many of these guys that are out there like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a shoot it and bring it back to prove that I was right about this all along. 
I, I don't understand that mentality at all. Like this thing has made up such a key factor of your life that your first impulse is to go kill it. Yeah. I mean, uh, it speaks to the kind of alpha man masculinity thing of, oh, I need an adversary out there somewhere that I can hunt down and shoot. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a whole nother thing. I, like I said, I, I personally I don't get that mentality. And if you if you're going to be conspiratorially minded, why is it about I, I like I said, that's the crypto part of the cryptozoology cryptid part of things I don't get like I, I, I can understand the more like almost supernatural bent ones that mm-hmm. are like you know Jersey Devil and things like that where it's like or the Mothman which I'm still kind of dumbfounded by how that one took off because you know I when it was more of like an omen of things to come and it was a herald of tragedy that's one thing where it's like okay that there could be some psychological reasoning behind that where it's like you know whether it's a collective manifestation or something else because something really shitty is about to happen okay but Bigfoot can, can be as well it's only the thing that nobody talks about Bigfoot publicly that way. Okay, now see that I didn't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there are people in these communities who wrote whole books about supernatural Bigfoot because there are a lot of cases of people seeing Bigfoot associated with UFOs, uh, Bigfoot producing spook lights, having telekinesis and stuff like that. So there are cases like that, but the people, the cryptozoologists who study them say, okay, we're not going to acknowledge that part. We're just going to write down how tall he was and what kind of uh, color of fur he had or whatever, you know, that. How bad did he smell? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And usually... People would say he smells of sulfur, another, you know, supernatural thing. Yeah, that that's that's an that's another one I've never really been super clear on. Like, why sulfur? Ugh. Uh, but <laughs> I think there is some kind of epilepsy that causes people to have an olfactory hallucination where they smell sulfur. Uh, the guy who is responsible for the men in black being a thing actually would see men in black when he had an uh, epileptic seizure and would smell sulfur because he'd hallucinate the smell of sulfur. So I'm thinking like did the people who saw demons in the middle ages actually have, you know, epilepsy. And then that's why sulfur <laughs> became associated with demons. Yeah. That, I don't that know. Could- that could, that could very well be, and and then that could also carry over to why it's a more common conception today. Kind of like uh, when you were talking to Liz a couple episodes ago, and mm-hmm. even though she says she's not particularly religious, all her all the mental stuff she associated associated with her spook was like demon and Christian based, just because of that's what the common like public perception on the matter is. Now. Oh yeah, but she also said that it's also because of Zach Bagans and his shitty TV show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I, I, I never could get into it. I don't know. The guy just rubs me wrong. I I, 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 I kind of want to go to the war, someplace he's investigating, jump out of the shadows and kick him in the pillbox. No, no respect for the dead at all. Yeah. I mean, and that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's, that's, that's it. That's you got it in one right there. Just there's no, no respect for, for the, those that are departed. And I've always been kind of a, like, you know, even I'm not necessarily convinced that like my dead ancestors are hanging around watching me, but at the same time, it's you know, still just a matter of respect. You know, I'm not going to well, imagine if somebody barges into your house and starts taking off their shirt and saying, come at me, demon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're going to exactly. be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, particularly like, I mean, I'm I'm not dead yet, obviously, but if I if I do pass on and find out that we wind up lingering around, whether it's you know like just an uncorporal sort of hanging out and observing or whatever, and some dude busts in and it's just like, what up, bro? Come on, do something. You're not gonna do nothing. You're a punk, and I'm just, I'm just gonna be sitting there like, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm not even bothering you. What the what, what the fuck? Yeah, leave me in my misery, man. I don't know even how I'm gonna move on from this. <laughs> Like I'm sitting here stewing in the stewing in the cold, and you seem to think I should be coming at you for whatever reason, just to validate your own BS. And like, are those cameras? Oh yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I I recently did an episode called "Porning the Paranormal." <laughs> Where I yeah. say that all these ghost hunter idiots want to experience the paranormal through the lens of a camera so they can uh, show it to their friends who will circle jerk each other. Yeah, that's that's a pretty, pretty accurate depiction of uh, how I think about most of these guys. Yeah. And, and I, I even know a few people like personally that are the amateur ghost hunter type. And, you know, they go out on the weekends and they go to local areas that are supposed to be really haunted. You know, they're bringing back their, oh, we took all these pictures. Look, here's orbs. Here's orbs. I'm like, that looks more like a fingerprint. <laughs> when, when's, when's the last time you cleaned your camera lenses? You, you do realize they get dirty, right? No, those are ghost orbs. No, no, they're not. I'm sorry. No, that's a smudge. And you're like, here, look, look at your lens. See that? I can see the, I, that, that's French fries. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do, do they always go dressed in black? Oh yeah. Dressed in black with, you know, a, a headlight on, on, on a headband, which I, why are you dressed all in black? If you're going to be walking around with a light that highlights exactly where you are. The whole point of being dressed all in black is to be inconspicuous and to blend in. 
But yeah, that I mean, like like I said, some of it's silly. Now, on the other hand, I'm talking about people like being completely disrespectful. I do know somebody who at one point uh, went to one of the most haunted cemeteries in America and left with a gravestone for some reason because the guy was a friggin' idiot. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, are you just trying to prove that that, that you're a moron, or do you actually want to invite whatever might actually exist into your house? Now, the guy wound up taking it back like the next weekend because I guess things really did start happening around his house, which I found really interesting. But nothing happened while I was there, so I was just like, and which cemetery is that you know it's uh, bachelor's grove in mm-hmm. illinois i should look that up yeah it's it's um it's supposedly one of the most haunted cemeteries in america so it's uh it's uh, but yeah are I mean, you aware of the government acknowledging the existence of ufos since the uh, 2017 um, yeah i actually i was i saw i saw when they were getting ready to make the announcement and you know they changed it to you know uh, the area UAP. unidentified uap and i'm just like basically at the same time i mean i was very much it, they made a big ado about not really saying much other than yeah there's things out there that we can't tell you what they are we don't know and i'm like okay we we knew there were things out there because it seemed like a lot more people thought it was going to be this big like yes we we are in contact with these other worldly beings or whatever it, it, it was like a lot of build-up for a, a, a very disappointing <laughs> denouement if you will and w- what do you think is the reason that the government is acknowledging ufos now well to ease into a slightly more conspiratorially minded thing if they were going to release like a big like yes we are in contact with beings from another planet or beings from another dimension or whatever it is at the bottom of the ocean that we haven't actually found yet or whatever route they were going to go uh you know pick your poison at this point people in general are like dumb panicky animals they have to be eased into things um you know not a person on an individual level but people as a as a species you just look at how they react to you know little minor things they can do anything from you know i mean soccer riots for god's sakes they the, the, the wrong team wins in a whole okay so so you you you're actually <laughs> telling me man that the government has our best interests at heart oh no 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 i don't think there's any altruistic approach to it i think it's if they told everybody they would have all their stuff destroyed and they don't want that so, so they want to ease people into it so they can maintain the mm-hmm. the physical wealth and stuff they've accrued they don't want people all of a sudden rioting and burning everything to the ground because they're freaking out because it's judgment day because the aliens are here for us or whatever um okay. i i'm very any anytime it comes to government why the government does something i'm very skeptical and i never assume it's for the greater good well there are a lot of people including myself who think that all of this is just a ploy to get money to get funding for military purposes yeah okay that's that's valid (laughs) if you show videos of ufos emerging from the waters and saying oh this is a national security risk and we don't know what this is fund us so we can build submarines you know yeah i mean that that's valid and maybe Maybe this is more just me as someone based in the United States where it's like they're they're not even trying to validate why they why they're taking more from the citizenry here at this point. They're they're passing budgets that have trillions of dollars of deficit spending. And the average American citizen has no idea where most of that money is going. Other other than it's like, oh well it's it's our tax dollars at work. And it's like, no, they're spending more than they're taking. So that means they're spending even more because that's how a deficit works. That's how the national debt works. And how do you feel about the potential that your government is using your tax money to go chasing UFOs? Um honestly, with my government, that's not even the worst thing they're doing with it. So I I actually almost prefer because at least that's trying to gain some knowledge. Interesting, or, man. Interesting. As opposed to a lot of the other, it's it's kind of a running joke here, but it's not entirely wrong either because I have, as I've gotten older and my friends and people I've grown up with and people I know have gotten older and progressed in their life through their careers and things like that. I know a few people that are government contractors. And when I have a government that's doing things like paying $7,000 for a hammer because there's all kinds of, there's no oversight into the spending and they have these budgets that they want to keep. So they have to spend the money. So they really don't care when they're getting completely screwed. The idea that the money is actually going to something that might actually someday yield some useful results it doesn't sit that poorly with me as opposed to again knowing that they're paying sixteen thousand dollars for a toilet seat okay that's very interesting and a perspective i have not he- uh, heard on any type of paranormal show because mostly it's just people who believe in ufos rambling about ufos but not just saying hey the government is spending seven thousand bucks on a fucking hammer <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I maybe it's a, just a slightly different perspective because I don't necessarily 
Lee. I hate to say this because it's going to probably piss some people off and I don't want to do that to you, but Uh, I got to say it. I had to say it. Yeah, you had to say it. There's a certain extent of like people kind of put blinders on when they're only focused on one aspect of something, when they're only focused on the news that other government's going to reveal information they have about UFOs and they don't think about the why. I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, it's because the classification timetables are worn off. Yeah, they don't care about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All they got to do is like one little veto session or one little voting session where they say, okay, you know what? We're going to roll this classification over for another 50 years. We don't have to tell anybody anything. Yeah, I think it's all misdirection. Like instead of uh, pondering about how much our hammers cost, look, look, there's a UFO in the sky. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look at the, don't look at these documents we just had to release over here, but we're going to, we're going to tell you about the, about, about the flashing lights over, over New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's to me and maybe I'm getting a little more cynical as I get older, but it's anytime any established world leaders say something like this, I get echoes of like PT Barnum and, and circus sideshows, you know, hmm. like, hurry, hurry, look over here, look over here. Hey, Hey, look, we got a lady with a beard. We got, we got a, a twin headed, uh, conjoined twins that eat chickens while they're alive. Just don't, don't pay any attention to that man behind the curtain, you know? Yeah. But, uh, PT Barnum was a very, very successful business man oh he was then throughout the years uh his you know style has been uh just masked differently like thomas edison was kind of pt barnum of the invention world and the more and more you progress the more you see people utilizing that type of philosophy and becoming successful because humans are always the same yeah the 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 core uh the 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 core of people is pretty consistent. I mean, no, no matter how much the superfluous stuff seems to change. Uh, oh yeah. Only the outfit changes. Yeah. The, the names change, but the, the people are the same. It's, uh, and I mean, I mean, there is change. I, sh- I shouldn't, that sounds way, way, way like more <laughs> negative than I wanted to go with it. But I mean, there is progress, but it's very slow. Yeah. Like, like you said, Bar- Barnum was way ahead of his time. And when it came to, he called them the rubes and things like that, but he was, well, he wasn't wrong. He found a formula that worked and it spread to other people that were on top of things enough to realize this guy, this guy's idea works. How can I apply it with enough of a spin where people don't think I'm doing the exact same thing, but I'm doing the exact same thing. Oh yeah. And also Barnum was very open and honest about what he's doing. We all know that he said there's a sucker born every minute and stuff yep. like that. Um, <laughs> but you don't see the others who are now implementing his same philosophy being that open about it. Yeah, no. And now, now it's, I mean, the, the, actually there's been philosophers, you know, all throughout history that have said variations on the same theme, whether it's, you know, bread and circuses or religion is, you know, the, the opiate of the masses or however you want to look at it. There's always been that concept of distract the people and you can do basically whatever you want. Okay. So do you uh, believe in the reality of a UFO phenomenon, regardless of what the government says or tries to deceive you with? Um, I, <laughs> I'm open to the possibility. Do I think little green men are coming down here and, and probing people? I, I'm, I'm a little more skeptical about it. Okay. You should note that I asked UFO phenomenon, not aliens. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I do. I, I, yeah, I'm willing to accept there are things that are unidentified, but, uh, conditionally, <laughs> I guess is the best way of putting it. Do you think that they are unidentified or unidentifiable? I think it's more unidentifiable, but okay. again, that goes back to the whole, I think we, you know, slips in our perception more than anything else. I mean, maybe we're seeing, you know, a bird from a different perspective from slightly higher elevated frequency, or maybe it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very like not being very articulate on this. <laughs> it's, no worries. Uh, I will edit everything except that part because I want to, <laughs> I want the people to the admission that I'm not being articulate. <laughs> uh, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's like I said, it's, I'm not necessarily convinced that there are like spaceships coming around and, but on the other hand, some of there is footage of certain things and they are moving in ways that don't necessarily align with physics as we understand them. Like I said, I think with a lot of the things, it's just stuff where we're not at the point where we understand it yet. Not that it's not a naturally occurring thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, we're not evolved enough to, to get it. <laughs> okay. You know, up until 2017, the UFO community has been shifting more towards consciousness towards maybe uh, a psychic aspects of the phenomenon or psychedelic even and then in 2017 that new york times article hit and it's like yanked away and no don't think about consciousness think about the materialism of ufos yeah that's actually now now that you put it that way yeah that's a very uh i mean i i wasn't really like since i'm not as involved with the whole community about things i wasn't really aware that was more of a trend but it, it is a good point 
when they they come out and say, oh, no, here's what we know about these unidentified phenomena. And that does kind of draw back into more like I don't think about it in terms of anything other than Mm -hmm. it could be a ship full of little green men. I I compare it to why psychedelics are illegal, because they expand your mind, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh... Can't have you don't that. want people expanding <laughs> their minds because then they can realize that they don't need to buy shits to be happy. Yeah, and, and God forbid we're not, you know, consume, consume, consume. <laughs> um, I thought you're you're gonna be the conspiracy guy of this episode, but it looks like <laughs> I am now. <laughs> ah, well, I, no, that, that, that's I'm actually kind of agreeing with you because that's that's a, a very valid point. Is I mean, I, I honestly, if like, you want me to be a little more conspiratorial, I can say I think it's more about control. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, to encourage consumerism is a, a valid point of it. You know, allows them to consolidate, establish, you know, power and control. And uh, if you are, you know, of an elevate in an elevated state of mind. <laughs> that could make connections that make all of that obsolete and, you know, kind of render them powerless, which can't, can't be having that. We can't have you know, the masses realizing they're more than what we tell them they are. Cause God forbid people start, you know, thinking and doing for themselves instead of what they're thinking and doing for the people that benefit from it. Mm-hmm. I think there has been an increase in, let's say a shift from real physical warfare to psychological warfare throughout the decades. Uh, because like at some point you realize, why am I killing all these people when I can just, you know, keep them alive but brainwash them into giving me money their whole life. Oh yeah, no, it, it's um, honestly believe it probably started back in the. Well, I mean, I think it's been going on by the, the people in control because they're okay. I mean, who are the people in control? <laughs> are well, are I, we now I, go, going into uh, the stuff that I don't want to acknowledge? No, I, 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 I'm saying there. I think there are people that are well, not people, beings, entities, organizations. However, oh, you so you mean it. reptoids? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, it's it's entirely possible that there may be a I I do kind of based on some stuff that is we with the technology we've had available that has dated to doesn't make any sense to us and there's a lot of theories around it I don't necessarily know that they would be reptoids but okay I do believe that there are probably some sort of people beings whatever you want to call them that are probably a little further along the perception evolution if you will okay that um have a better working understanding of this and I'm sure that information has been kept more contained. <laughs> because if it kind of got out that everybody could do it, then they, they would lose their monopoly on it and they would lose the control. And Okay, but why do these people need to be, you know, inhuman in some way? Can't they just be normal people who are keeping secrets? Well, they, they could very well be, but I'm, I'm just saying that those secrets give them kind of a foot up. I'm not saying that they're necessarily superhuman or protohuman or anything else like that. Just, uh, But it's more of a cabal of knowledge and... <laughs> Okay. And, uh, you know, things that have to be excluded from, you know, you and me or the mm-hmm. common people or however you want to look at it for them to make for, for it to maintain their it's worth to them, you know? <laughs> OK, man, because you got me worried, like we were having such a cool conversation and then we got to reptoids. No, no, no. I, 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 that's, <laughs> or Illuminati. That's not- that's not what I'm trying to say. I, yeah, I know, I, I know. I, I just I, need to poke at you because... Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm just saying, I've, I've never seen anybody blink an extra set of eyelids or any of that sort of stuff, so... Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, so you were off-air told me that before you were the type of guy who would criticize conspiracy thinking and think that's all nonsense, but now you've kind of opened up to that, so can you tell us, like, why... Um, how this process went on? Well, I think to a certain extent over the last three, four years, um, even before the whole pandemic thing happened and um, we saw kind of writ large a lot of government collusion, media manipulation of the population. I think that's it's been that way for a long time, just not to the same degree, because in a large part, when we were still out and being the social creatures that we are by nature, I think, mm-hmm. and everything wasn't done online and there was actual face-to-face interaction and interpersonal relationships and people talking to each other and being, you know, kind of the herd animal we are. And then uh, they decide everybody needs to be locked down. Everybody needs to be contained. Everybody's working from home. I think it had a very, a very real effect on, on our, on our, on our collective psyche, where the amount of people who were really quick to just jump on board of, we have to do what we're told. We have to accept what we're told. We have to do exactly what they say so we can get back to what was normal. And that was kind of the carrot that was held out there, but they kept moving the carrot as, (laughs) as things happened. Like, you know, it started out with, oh, well, we're just going to shut everything down for two weeks just so we can contain the spread of this. And then, you know, a year and a half later, you still have people arguing about the validity of certain things. And I don't think that's unintentional. <laughs> and there was a time where that would have been considered a huge conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And now I, f- I feel like it's more like just, and that's that's the other thing too, is the conspiracy theorists always feel this way. And I've, <laughs> I've never really wanted to be the conspiracy theory guy because it's like, they all think they're right and everybody else is nuts. But And how can everyone not see this? But And I'm, I've kind of come 
more to the belief of like, yeah, how can you not see what's being done to us? Do you not remember how things were two years ago? Is it like uh, you are latching now onto your own conspiracy? All the other ones before this one is, were kind of bullshit, but now like, oh yeah, I realize the truth and I know it. So yeah, <laughs> that- and, that, and that makes me every bit the tinfoil hat guy that, yes. I, that I used to talk shit about. And the ironic part is I'm fully aware of that. And I, I, I feel a certain degree of guilt for my own, like maybe, maybe I was a too harsh to these guys before. Hmm. But on the other hand, I just, like you said, with the whole reptiloid thing and all this other stuff, I'm, I still think those guys are, you know, friggin' nutballs. So yeah, but it's all like pe- people get into this mindset because we're all people and we all share the same anxieties and fears and whatnot. And it's just a matter of taste, what you latch onto, but still it's, it's sprouted from the same sociological and personal and cultural and historical anxieties and turmoils. Yeah. Like, you, there has been a huge advent of paranormal podcasting or just, you know, the paranormal community in general after the pandemic. And I was telling you off air how there is a trend like in history, whenever there is some kind of global crisis, there's a lot of reports of UFOs and ghosts and possessions and Bigfoot and whatnot. So it's like whenever these major things happen, people kind of disassociate from the material reality and start thinking more esoterically, more spiritually. I don't know. But it's not just now. During COVID, it has been happening in cycles throughout history it's just now that we are the contemporary population so we are only aware of the shit that's happening while we are alive yeah that and that's true i mean even during like world war ii the the uptick in ufo phenomena was huge there were people saying they were hearing from their dead relatives from the other side of the planet that were killed in the war Um, yes there it's it's you're right it is it's almost like a cyclical thing it could be a very naturally occurring phenomenon that again that we just don't get but um i think it's also been kind of amplified today because at no point in our established history have we have, ever have been, we all been connected this way yeah yeah i mean it, it's we're literally like a, a planetary neighborhood at this point well the only reason myself and you are now talking is because of the pandemic if the pandemic didn't happen you would never start your podcast i would never start a podcast yeah that's very true I, yeah i i mean i actually spent years with people telling me i should be having a podcast for various reasons on different subjects i had because you have a lot to say huh it wasn't all just like dude you should rant <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do have a lot to say but um a lot of my i guess contemporaries when you go back into like around 2010 when podcasting was really kind of starting to pick up and first come into a, being a thing i did do some in my younger days i did i was more involved in com- technology and computer stuff and i had a couple of buddies that were like dude you should do a, a podcast about cooking since you decided to go be a chef you do get the technical side of things you can you could set it up and da, 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 da. And i was just like nah that's okay you should go on there and tell stories you tell great stories like nah that's okay but then the pandemic came along and i was like well i got nothing else to do all day i'm laid off and <laughs> oh yeah but but also you do you do podcasting so you can vent off you have already said a few times on this show now that you do not want to talk about things that make you feel happy <laughs> oh yeah no that's uh that that's part of it too i'm sure is my my own uh my own ridiculousness and going well i don't really need to talk about that because that's just that's for me <laughs> ha that's very interesting yeah it's, because uh, you, you do put a lot of questionable stuff out there on your show and go into oh. politics a lot do, do you ever feel like that can come back to bite you in the ass in the future um well if if i were not who I am as, as a person possibly, but I am pretty much like me or hate me. I'm pretty genuine individual. I don't like when it comes to doing my job and things like that, I'm very professional. I keep my own personal stuff out of my work. The two don't, the two don't need to be involved with each other. Yeah. And, and I can resonate with that because like I podcast about UFOs and aliens and you know, stuff like that. And like whenever someone asks me, even at work, what is your podcast about? And I'm like UFOs and Bigfoot. And they, then they assume that I believe in that. Nobody would assume I'm talking about it from a sociological perspective. So I just, I just don't tell anybody anything. I just keep it my secret. Oh yeah. I, I don't go around. I mean, I do have a couple of my coworkers that know I have a podcast, particularly because one of the guys is somebody I've known for the guy who actually got me the interview for the job. I've known him for over 20 years at this point mm-hmm. and we've kept in touch and he kind of, he knew what I was up to before I came there. And that was just like, yeah, I, but he, he brings it up more than I do. <laughs> so somebody else will say something. Oh, I was listening to this podcast, blah, 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 blah. And oh, Aaron's got a podcast. Shut up. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your podcast about? Me venting my spleen about whatever's bothering me when I sit down to record it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the, that's usually the end of the conversation. So, <laughs> And then they knowing you are like, oh yeah, I definitely don't want to hear what Aaron has to say when he's angry. 
<laughs> more or less. Yeah. You, you'd be surprised. They, uh, they, they kind of just go, oh, that's probably really ranty. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, I, you don't have to listen to it. That's fine. Uh, no, you can, we can, we can stand a friendly and happy interaction here. And yeah, sometimes things might be a little sketchy and I, but on the other side of the, the coin, like I said, I, I don't consider considering my general overall overarching philosophy on things is people should be able to live their best lives without somebody else telling them yay or nay, as long as they're not hurting anybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really kind of defy anybody to explain to me how that's a bad thing in a way that doesn't involve their own personal feelings, which my entire philosophy is you are entitled to have all your own personal feelings. Just don't expect me to have the same ones. I, 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 <laughs> I've yet to meet somebody who can present a compelling argument why that's a bad thing, you know, uh, except, you know, fundamentalist Christians. Yeah. I, <laughs> The, the, there, there's a topic I could go off on as well. Um, oh man, I've been I've been going off on that topic a lot in the episodes I recorded already. Uh, <laughs> constantly, I bring up how you know creationists they're obsessed with finding living dinosaurs, so yeah, they um, they go to indigenous cultures and then appropriate their you know spiritual religious entities and say, no, that's a fucking dinosaur because yeah, that no, proves that, the that's Bible a living real. dinosaur. Uh, you want to find a living dinosaur? Go have a turkey. That's pretty much the closest thing you're going to find. <laughs> exactly, Jesus. and and they can find the turkey in america they don't have to go bug people from an indigenous culture yeah and they don't have to appropriate anything they they, they, they can get one at the grocery store <laughs> but yeah i um ironically enough i was actually raised um in a, a christian home for lack of a better way of putting it not particularly devout when you came to like my parents but you go back to my grandparents generation oh yeah now that they, they were very much uh they were all protestant variations but um i actually wound up going to catholic school uh as a as a child because one of the best schools in my town happened to be a Catholic school and my parents wanted me to get a good, the best education that I could get so they sent me there in spite of not being part of the faith and so yeah I had to grow up around a lot of people that didn't appreciate me asking questions and saying things like well what makes this belief more valid than that belief and theirs was faith their answer was faith and I said yeah but that's what these guys say too <laughs> <laughs> and I was just a little too pragmatic to be a good Christian because I have a tendency to question everything <laughs> and and it led to a lot of I spent a lot of time in the principal's office and on referrals and yeah, I got in a lot of trouble, uh, particularly during the religion classes. Um, cause I would bring up things like, you know, Taoism and Zen Buddhism and, you know, well, you know, according to Nor- the Norse, uh, pantheon, well, that's all heathenism and blasphemy. Uh, well, yeah, but they say the same thing about you and they're a little more in tune with nature and naturally occurring things. And they were here first. And a lot of Christianity has co-opted a lot of co-opted a lot of their stories that are actually older than the ones you're telling. Uh, uh, you and, say and, co-opted, I say culturally appropriated. Yeah, that's <laughs> very similar terms. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, the, the only thing is I, when it comes to appropriation, I think, I don't know, they, uh, I think appropriation just kind of in, in my terms, when I think about it, when I think appropriation, I think it's just like they take it and they just go, no, this was always ours. Yeah. I, I say co-opted because they took the parts of it they liked. And then they said, oh no, all this other stuff is bad, evil, horrible. It, they acknowledge uh-huh. it exists. So, but so they, they, okay. They, they take the good stuff and say, oh, that's ours. Yeah. But leave those cultures with only the bad parts or yeah, perceived exactly. bad parts. They, 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 it, they very much cherry pick the parts that they like and then the rest is heathenism and bad and this is going against God and all the other things and so instead of just taking it and making it their own they're taking parts of it and then demonizing the rest which is like it's, it's, to me it's almost actually worse <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just because instead of just saying, okay, this is cool and we want to make this our thing now, you're yeah. saying, okay, this is cool, but the people that made it are actually horrible, bad, icky things. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> wow. That, that's that's why I say I'm not religious, but I, I am open to the concept and spiritual. <laughs> so. Okay, man. You, you um, pleasantly surprised me throughout this episode. <laughs> Well, I'm 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 gl- I'm I'm, gl- I'm I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I, I I I was a little concerned I might come on and be a massive disappointment to you, and I I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, man, I'm thinking now I need to find another average Joe because you brought up a lot of good points, and I want an average Joe who would give us a more you know layman <laughs> opinion. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm I'm sorry for that. Then I guess. Um. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm not as average as I come off. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's it's interesting because. 
there's uh, in these paranormal cryptid whatever circles, there's this dose of exclusivity in gatekeeping, you know? Yeah, that that I am actually kind of aware of because a few years back, there were a couple of times where I would go onto like different forums and different channels on Reddit and stuff just because I was bored and killing some time or whatever. And there'd be a whole lot of like, dude, what do you even know? You're, I'm like, well, I'm here to learn, but you guys are being pricks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, now here's why nobody in the mainstream takes you seriously. It's not because you're so much smarter and you got everything figured out. It's because you're a bunch of dicks anytime somebody comes to you with a question instead of trying to expand your base of acceptance you just go well fuck you you should know this already oh yeah and also like the scientific the mainstream scientific community is more open you ask them questions they'll give you all the papers that prove the answers to your question yeah and if you it, go, go to these pseudo scientific communities they they act like assholes and then they ask themselves oh why don't people believe in us why do they po- believe in the mainstream scientific community yeah it's because the mainstream scientific community shares their data because they want it to spread and be accepted oh but uh, you know why they do that these other assholes are like no this is my information (laughs) yes but do you know why the scientific community does that because their data is peer-reviewed and because they are confident in the validity of their data (laughs) yeah that makes a huge difference when you've had actually had some other people go yeah this seems legit we should we should uh we should let people know about this as opposed to like somebody peer reviews and goes dude you're have you been eating wallpaper paint (laughs) What, what what the fuck it seems like kind of culty vibes you know yeah, like in um, the Bigfoot community, everybody gatekeeps um, and they control who has who is worthy of knowing stuff, you know, because of a fear of being exposed as bad research. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to get called out on your data when you won't show it to anybody. Yeah, so, and I, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense from a you know human fragility, fra- fragile egos kind of standpoint. But oh yeah, but it's also like a lot of these people want to play scientists, and because they cannot become real scientists, they find this pseudo scientific community where they can pretend to be a scientist. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's something to be said for the uh, psychological effects of establishing a community, and I think that goes back to the whole like I said, we're we're social animals, and to validate yourself with the whole like oh yeah, these people, these guys get it. Everybody else is wrong except us. We're smarter. We're the smartest people in the room just because mm-hmm. we tell each other we're the it's, it's a massive circle jerk, basically. Oh, yeah. But it's also <laughs> cult, very culty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, very much so. Oh, man. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm going to keep this episode short. I mean, one hour or whatever. I was going to say, it's, it's been about an hour. <laughs> yeah. On the well, shorter side. Now I do like hour long episodes minimum. Some of them are three hours. Uh, I know I've been listening. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You, even to the three hour ones. Yeah. I mean, wow. now uh, full disclosure, I, I listen to pretty much everything at like 1.7 speed. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> It's actually kind of funny when I do sit down and talk to somebody else, there's always a little period, like I'm always glad that there's been a couple of shows I, I did some spots on where they like jumped right into recording. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like really off my pace for the first few minutes because in my head, everybody sounds so weird at normal speed now because uh, I haven't really done any shows where I haven't at least listened to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like what is coming out of <laughs> the headphones doesn't register properly in my brain because it's not going, It's it, everything just sounds a little too slow, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. When I edit my episodes, I always, realize how groggy I am when I speak. And sometimes my guest is. So uh, during editing, I'd like put the tempo at 1.1 speed, you know? Yeah, just bump it up. I do the same thing when I edit to it. Bump it up just a little bit. Yeah. But um, like I said, I, I although actually, if, full, full disclosure, I'm like I said, I've listened to everything almost at like one and a half to one, 1. 1.7 speed. But recently, I've actually been dialing it back because I've, I've been cutting back on the number of shows I've been keeping up with and several of the shows I really enjoyed have, you know, pod faded or dropped off or whatever. So I, I'm not trying to cram as much into my listening day because that's one of the things I like about my job is I can have my headphones on for the vast majority of the day. So I get to listen to a lot of stuff. <laughs> but like I said, I have, I've just gotten into the habit from when I was first getting into this, where I was trying to listen to as many shows as possible. So I could kind of establish a base of who I liked, who I didn't, what I wanted to listen to people I might be interested in and in doing something with. So I, like I said, I just got into the habit of listening to everything at like 1.5 speed, 1.7, depend, depending on the show if it was a longer show i'd try and get it kind of as fast as i could still comprehend what was being said without having to go back over and over again it makes sense to me now why my three-hour episodes are the most played ones i ever had (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um i mean it's it's good it's good material though i mean it's 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 not like it's a tedious listen because honestly if it was i just like okay next but so but um yeah like i said so i got in the habit of doing that so it's always nice when i can talk to somebody for a few minutes so i can get my brain redialed into like okay this is what a normal human conversation will sound like (laughs) 
this, this is how if you do not hear this person's voice and expect them to be going slightly faster because that's what you do all day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it, like I said, it, it only happens with podcasts. Like I don't go to work expecting all my coworkers to talk faster than they actually do because I hear them at normal speed all day. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, it, it is a, a bit of an adjustment just going, okay, normal, 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 normal talking speed. I, I recently had a fan of the show on and it was the first podcast appearance he ever had. And he told me like, it's so surreal listening to my voice because he expects another voice to, you know, continue the conversation <laughs> with me instead of him. Yeah, that 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 can uh, I can I can see how that can be the case. I've uh, I've actually gotten kind of weird about listening to episodes on shows where I do a guest spot because I'm like, do I I, I don't I sound like that? <laughs> okay, so I I can totally edit your audio out of context and make you seem like an asshole. You will never know. Oh, oh no, I'll still know. I'll probably <laughs> laugh about it though. That's the thing. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, I I appreciate I appreciate some good some, some good fuckery as much as the next person. So <laughs> well, I already did that fuckery with you when we first collaborated because we did not record our lines together. I sent you a script and you were recording, you know, your lines and I sliced and diced everything. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I, I appreciated yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, do as you will, sir. I, uh, I, 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 I come into it with no expectations and I will hear how it is and it, it, it will be lovely. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so for the end, can you tell the listeners where they can find you if they want to be pissed off? Um, sure. If you want to have your day ruined and have listen to some ranty, angry guy who sometimes has some good points and sometimes he's just talking about whatever crawled up his butt that day, I can be found on all the podcatchers just by searching for I Had to Say It podcast. Where you're listening to this show, you can probably find me on there. I'm on like literally every platform. Type in I Had to Say It. As far as I'm aware of, I'm still the only show that comes up, but there are a couple like country songs or something. Uh, so you look on the one that has like a little gorilla with a microphone. That's the logo. And you click on that or you can go to i had to say it podcast.com and all the links are there and listeners if you go on aaron's show and hear something that you did not want to hear or that pisses you off don't come crying to me or telling me like how can you have this guy on your show fuck off yeah, or feel free to come crying to me and i'll be more than happy to either insult you and offend you more or we can come to some sort of a understanding yeah Oh man. Okay. I'm glad we had this conversation because uh, you've opened my mind now to like, wow, how many people out there are open to the interdimensional hypothesis and all this stuff that we constantly and constantly talk about and we pretend it's like, oh, only we know about this and everybody else thinks it's just the aliens. And yet it's not like that at all. Yeah. There's a, thank you. Like I said, thank you for having me. This was was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So until next time, guys, go check out I Had to Say It and listen to Aaron say things that he had to say. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Have a good day, man.